now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the, the Derriers. Good what we do every week, man. We're bringing you the best of the stuff we just find laying around in the ditches and yep. dust it off. This great music that's everywhere, and man. It's just, there's so much. And, and it's, nobody's paying any attention, so we do. Yeah. You can become overwhelmed with it. Oh, but I, so far, we're just whelmed. I'm whelmed. No, yeah. actually, Roger, I became overwhelmed earlier this week. I meant oh, to really? tell you. Yeah. Oh, you crossed the line. I did. I crossed okay. the line. Yeah. So. Well, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's all good. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriere is exactly uh, what is Americana music? And, you know, that's one of those <laughs> questions. That's we are we are screwed, aren't we? Well, <laughs> like we're some kind of experts. No, we're not. Know? We're really not experts. I mean, at all. we have an opinion. What well, we do, uh, which has kind of evolved into a definition, which and which has kind of evolved into an opinion. Well, it's kind of both. It's the, uh, we feel like it's music with distinctive American, American roots. roots. Yes, you know, because we think it's bigger than just uh, you know old timey and that kind of stuff. Well, right, Americana yeah. is like everything. Everything, yeah. So, In fact, I our mean, definition is what Roger. Well. Uh, you know, it, it's everything. It could it could be gospel. It could be rock and roll. It could be show tunes. It could be jazz. It could be chicken scratch. <laughs> it could be it could be ragtime. Uh, it could be it could be grunge. It could be electronic. It could be funk. It could be bubblegum. Uh, it could be Motown. It could be rumba. Uh, did you know what else it could be? What well, could be? It could be and should be. Boogaloo. boogaloo. We yeah. just like saying boogaloo. We do, but yeah, it needs do. to be more boogaloo here. I agree on, with you. Uh, it's kind of a boogaloo show. world. Yes. And, and, you know, uh, the, the format of the show is that... Such as it is. Well, yeah, I guess, is uh, uh, we show up each week, uh, each of us, with a virtual fistful of tunes that the other guy is not aware of. That, that's kind of the only rule. It's really kind of the only rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we take turns starting the show, and a while back we came up with a, a formula... If you can call it that, uh, I guess it's uh, so. I'm going to open the uh, even numbered shows, and I'll, I'll open the odd number shows, and it's episode 142, and so it's on you. So, uh, so remember, uh, maybe it was last week. Uh, recently, um, I, I uh, uh, featured the two man gentleman band. Yes, you did. Okay, mm-hmm. and and one of the guys, the guitar player with that band, is a guy by the name of Andy Bean. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're a blast. Okay. Right? Yeah, I, they so, are. So in my uh, search of their music, I ran across um, an album that he's featured on a couple tunes. Mm-hmm. And it's a band that that we have seen down in Winfield, and it's the Wilds. Oh, yes. we. Oh, we yeah. Yeah, we do. It's been some time. It's been some time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and for people, if you're going to look it up, it's W-Y-I-O-S. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, it isn't. It's W. I think it's Y. W I Y O S. Y O S. W I Y O S. We played uh, just behind them once. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, it, it, so as it turns out, I didn't feature uh, one of the songs that uh, Andy Bean um, played on because I found one I liked a little, <laughs> I mean, a little better. I mean, the, uh, one of the songs that he played on, which I really wanted to play, is called Hands Off My Daughter. Oh, no, no, so no, it's, no. Well, but it's fun, you know, but uh, we're not doing that one. No, we're not doing that well, one. Well, talk about these guys a little bit. They've been uh, touring recording uh, since 2002. Mm-hmm. And um, according to their bio, they were one of the first old-timey bands to emerge on the national scene in the first wave of acoustic bands, riding the renewed popularity of early swing, jazz, rural folk, old-time blues, and Appalachian music. That's a mouthful right there. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. And... uh, so I that that very well could be true, you know that there was that resurgence back then. We'll just give them that, right? Yeah. Okay. And so uh, you know they've had some critically acclaimed albums and EPs, and uh, one of the things that did it landed them a full twenty eight day summer tour as openers of the two thousand nine Bob Dylan show. Really? Yeah. So that's pretty. Cool. Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, since twenty ten, they've released uh, three albums and they've toured and done a, quite a bit of stuff, but. Uh, um, they they also do these interactive educational workshops, and they they go to uh, elementary schools uh, and uh, those type of things. Well, which that's, is, that's pretty which cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But uh, but anyway, it talks about uh, what they do when they aren't touring and playing music. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's three guys, uh, and they call them sauerkraut Seth Travins. And he can be found shredding and fermenting cabbage for sauerkraut <laughs> at Seth's Certified Organic Sauerkraut, distributed throughout New York State, uh-huh. and popularly featured in Flower Kraut, Hudson, New York. <laughs> Teddy Weber can be found tending a small apple orchard and selling hard cider and vinegars for his farm-based business, Tin Hat Cider, in Roxbury, Vermont. <laughs> And uh, Michael Farkas can be found teaching master classes in performance and harmonica at universities and art schools. Well, of course. So the guys have day jobs. Yeah, apparently. good for them. But anyway, I I found this album uh, from 2011. It's called Foxtrot's Polkas and a Waltz. Uh The Wyos doing the Natty Dread Polka. Look at Yoka, she's dancing with Selwyn. 
she hit the dance floor, her steps just fell in. Good thing she brought along her sister, Helen. She's hanging out, slurping watermelon. She hit the dance floor, her moves were quaking. She took a partner and he wasn't faking. Frankie Yankovic, never seen such shaking. The Natty Dread Polka and the whole place bacon. Yoko lives in Jamaica for her homeland. She's sometimes long. She goes out to the ballroom just to hear her favorite song. Oi, It's a love song. <laughs> I figured it'd start us off on a weird note. Yeah, man. That's a bunch of weird notes, actually. A bunch of weird notes, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Those guys are crazy. Okay, Leo, what are you going to follow that up with? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about uh, a band name. And it's uh, the band name is Riders of the Purple Sage. Okay. Now, the name was used by three separate Western bands in the United States. Okay. okay. I oh, know one of them. Oh, you, well, you know, you might know of the new writers of the Purple oh, I know that. And then I know too. Okay. Well, we back up then. Okay. So, these bands also inspired the naming of a fourth band playing in a more psychedelic country style. That would be the new writers. Okay. Of the Purple Sage. Now, the, the name originally came from the title of a Zane Gray. A very popular uh, novel from 1912 called Writers of the Purple Sage. Okay. All right. So let's let's back up a little bit now. There's one of them was uh, Writers of the Purple Sage band was formed by a guy named Jack Dalton in 1932. And it existed for approximately two years in the Los Angeles area. Okay. All right. Then the uh, next one came up was formed in 1936 by a singer and guitarist, a guy called Buck Page. And... uh, since these bands, these two bands were on opposite sides of the country, right? Okay. Well, this is back in the day when, you know, you didn't, they probably didn't even know each other existed. Sure. Right? So yeah. it, that wasn't in common at the time. So uh, so they went on to, um, so we, now we've got the new Foy Lopez Willingham. <laughs> Foy Willing. Yeah. All right. Foy Willing. That, that's the one I knew. That's the one you knew. That's right his there. real name? That's his real name. His real name is Foy Lopez Willingham. <laughs> Why did he change that's a, that's a, Well, I don't know. I think it's perfect just the way it was, man. Wow. But they had, you know, uh, they had a, a, a considerable amount of success in their career there. And uh, not only were they uh, a great band, they also appeared um, as performers in many Western movies in the 40s and the 50s with uh, Charles Starrett, Monty Hale, Roy Rogers, and Dale Evans. So, I mean, they were all over it. And the other thing is, is that uh, Roy Rogers was not always just backed up by the Sons of the Pioneers. Uh, Foy Willing and the writers of the Purple Sage did a lot of stuff with him. Mm-hmm. And Gene Autry, for that matter. All okay. right. So he was also kind of a rascal. And this you might enjoy this little side here. Uh, 
He also, uh, on October 30th of 1963, Les Paul sued Mary Ford for divorce in Hackensack, New Jersey, charging that Ford had left Paul for willing. Whoa. Yeah, baby. I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. I was wow. digging, dig, digging deep. Boy, you were. I was, yeah. going, <laughs> I was going way down deep. All right. So the song that I want to play came, they recorded, I think, in about 1945. Now, we're talking to Foy Willing and, and that mm-hmm. particular uh, band there. Uh, and this is a song we have kind of a personal connection with. Well, we do, at least one of their tunes. Well, that's true. And that uh-huh. might be Blue Shadows on the Trail. Uh, it's not. Well, this I is mean, the one we I do, we, we Oh, you're right. Version. We played the other. Oh, those Texas Blues. Oh, those Texas Blues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they, we've, we've recently, in the past year or so, started doing Blue Shadows on the Trail. With right. Three Trails West. Mm-hmm. Well, this is their version from oh. 1945. Cool. Sound effects yeah. in the studio there, right? Yeah, I really like those guys. I'm glad you. I do too. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good band. All right, Roger, back at you. All right, in my stumbling around, I ran across this guy, and and I don't know if you're going to recognize the name because I didn't. Jarma Kalkonen. Oh, cor- no, I didn't think so. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of try to sneak up on this um, and and surprise you with it. Okay. Um, he, he graduated from high school and, um, uh, he, he grew up in, uh, on the East coast and he went to Antioch college in Ohio, where he met a guy by the name of Ian Buchanan, 
who introduced him to the elaborate fingerstyle fretwork of the Reverend Gary Davis. Okay, and then we're, that I know we've that talked name. about him yeah, before, we have. right? Yep. So um, uh, he was in a work study program in New York, uh, and, and he introduced uh, his. Uh, he he was getting better, right? And so he got into this course in New York, and um, got kind of uh, really entwined uh, in the folk blues bluegrass scene, and and many of its players there in New York. Okay. So, um, but uh, after he graduated college, he moved to California. And he went back to school, and uh, he, a friend of his, a banjo-playing friend, invited him to join a rock band. And his true passion was really roots music, but he decided to join, and, and he joined this new band. And um, it was um, the Jefferson Airplane. Okay, I was going to say, at what point did he change his name? <laughs> well, uh, he never did change his name. Really? But Jefferson Airplane actually got its name from Jorma. And he was given the joke, the joke nickname of Blind Thomas Jefferson Airplane, parroting the names of blues legends. So he now, Grace Slick became the lead singer. With of that course, band. but yes. the, the band was formed before she got into it, as I remember. Right. Okay. Right. So he was in it for the first five years. So he called a, a, a good buddy of his, Jack Cassidy, to come out and play electric bass for the Jefferson Airplane. And together, they created much of the Jefferson Airplane's signature sound. And um, they were there, like, for the first five years. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, the two, these two guys would jam whenever they could. And a lot of times, they performed sets within the Jefferson Airplane co- <laughs> okay. uh, co- concerts, right? Gotcha. And they'd play clubs when uh, the, uh, the uh, band was in town. And so they decided they needed a name for themselves as a, as a duo, and they came up with Hot Tuna. Oh, there you so go. So there we come, all the way around. And I think, now, excuse me for jumping in, but didn't Papa John Creech get involved on fiddle with Hot Tuna? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that was in there, yeah. yeah the, I just the, remember some recordings. Those two guys did. were kind of the nucleus. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, so I stumbled across this album. Now, he's done a lot of albums on his own, but this was his, his very first solo album, and it's called Qua. Q-U-A-H, and it's from 1974. The song I picked was I Let You Know Before I Leave.
That's a pretty good finger pick in oh, there. He's great, man. And he's it, just super. And anybody that's listening, put headphones on on that one. Yeah. Because the stereo part of that is, is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool as listening, and then the, he comes in with the second guitar part. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And on that album, he sings and stuff. I almost did a current one that was really nice, too, but I wanted to go get back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good, there will be a follow-up, good I'm choice. just saying. Good choice. Hey, look what time it is. Oh, good Lord, it's time to take a break. Yeah. We're out of time here. Uh, well, of course, tomorrow's moving day. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. we have to, you know, police the area, pick and, up the trash, and the, clean out the cat box. And check that left or inside duel. And since it's an even numbered show, yeah. I get to check the tire. Yay. And you go get to pick up I don't the trash. mind. I'll take the trash out. Yeah. I'll and, clean and the cat box. Don't worry. Don't I forget. don't mind. Okay. Uh, Ardmore will Ardmore. not let you forget yeah. it. What do you think, Ardmore? Yeah. Yeah, Ardmore yeah. is like, he yeah. says we should change it more than once a week, but hey, he's just a cat. <laughs> Yeah. He's just a cat. No, he is a cat, though. He is a, yeah, yeah, he's a cat. All right, enough of that. Uh, we'll be back here in just a few. This is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. So, um, which oh. one of us threw the dart this time? Um, gosh, I don't know. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. It's, you threw the dart. No, you threw the dart. Okay, but. Yeah. We're in uh, Scissors. Yeah, we are in Scissors, Texas. Texas. And Mom, if you're listening, we did not run down here. We did not. We're not no. allowed to run with Scissors. No. No, we're not. No, we didn't. And other than that, Roger, uh, there's a quickie pack store. Right. Uh, there's that. Good. And there's the liquor store. Uh-huh. I mean, we can get by with that. That's true. Because we got the uh, white bread and the bologna and the, bologna. And the yeah. mayonnaise thing yeah. going. And, and if we really had to, we could fry up a chicken. We could fry a chicken. There's plenty of chickens around to be, here. Yeah. They're yeah. everywhere. Ardmore doesn't seem to know what to think about Ardmore them. is freaked out. Yeah. He doesn't like the chicken thing. Well, I, 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 you know, he has never seen one. I, no, he hasn't. But we're about as far um, into Texas we, as we can be without getting into Mexico. We could literally just... We could maybe cross the road, maybe throw a rock, or maybe a throw a rock yeah. into Mexico. But I wouldn't want to take a chance. Of well, I don't want to you know, take anybody off or anything. Right, so, exactly. So anyway, uh, uh, it, it's yeah. been kind of a long, kind of a. Um, it was we, a heck of a long drive. I'll it was say a long that. drive, yeah. and, and it's been all the way across Texas is like <laughs> it's, a continent. It is a continent. <laughs> it's like it's a, it's a own nation. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and then then the chickens. Uh, that's, that's you know our, maybe we ought to uh, maybe we ought to get some dart throwing lessons. <laughs> We gotta get Jason in here and Man. help us out. Well, yeah. it's gonna—you know—as long as it took us to get down here, uh-huh. it's gonna take that long for us to get out of here. <laughs> That's true. So get back to civilization. Well, it's all right. You know, people ask us; they say, "Derriers." You know, what the hell were you, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing now? You're in Scissors, Texas. Yeah, well. of all things. But uh, you know, the the thing is that unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA, they have these things called. Ranches, ranches, yes, and they get to do their show from the relative comfort of their ranches. I, I'm thinking puffy slippers and sitting around a bathrobe. I would think a know. cup of cocoa, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch. And where's that, Roger? It's in the 
Dos Cabezas Mountains. So we're fairly close to that right now. Uh, Alan Bailey has the Swinging Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. We've been there. Yeah, we've been there. Orrin Friesen, who is the human footnote of the Derriers. Has he the, catches all the details. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does. Uh, matter of fact, I just posted something uh, from him. I put it on our website. Zither Dalgoist. Zither Dalgoist, yes. He, he came up with some great <laughs> – he converted uh, – B- Bill Monroe tunes to right. zither. With the zither. It's worth going to our website. It's hysterical. It yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. And of course, Oren has a rock and banjo ranch there in central Kansas. It's- and, uh, you know, we we used to whine about the fact that we didn't have a ranch. Yeah, and, that's true. And, Feeling and, bad and, about and, our you know, But our pal Suzanne said it straight. She said, look, you guys, look at it this way. You have got the entire continental United States all the way from the Canada border to Scissors, Texas. To Scissors, Texas. <laughs> and you, you, could say, you could say you have a ranch <laughs> without, without fences. fences. That's true enough. And we ride that range in our RV called... Ramblin' Rose. Ramblin' Rose. You ah, sweet Rosie. Yep. Rosie gets us there. She does. Even all the way to Scissors, Texas. Yeah, Scissors, Texas. Well, Leo, I do believe it's back to you. You know, I'm afraid you're correct. And I, now, listen, I'm going to have to go back to episode number three. Wow. Right. Okay. Way back, in, I had to go back and look this up. It seems like a lifetime ago. I'm glad you did. It really did. Uh, back on, in, on that particular episode, I featured a, um, a band called the Billy Goats. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I featured them doing a Del Reeves tune mm-hmm. called Girl on the Billboard. Yeah, right. Okay. So I'm actually going to play that song again. All right. Okay. And that, the Del Reeves, the original version. Oh, Because cool. I got kind of a two-parter coming up here, right? So okay. let's just talk about Del for just a second. He was, he was born in Sparta, North Carolina. He was the youngest of 11 children. And guess what, who he was named after? With a name like Franklin Delano Reeves. Oh wow! The yeah. president. Oh yeah, absolutely. They wow. couldn't. They couldn't help themselves. But now listen, he had some older brothers, right? During during World War II, and they all went off to fight in the war. Okay. And left all their musical instruments at home <laughs> with, with the with the young Dell, who learned to play them all while they were gone. And he made a career of it. Good job, good, Del. Good man. He, An opportunist. Oh, really, man? He, uh, he, uh, he did spend a little time in the service. And after he completed his military service, he began performing regularly on Chester Smith's radio show on Modesto Station KTRB around 1955. Wow. And he just kept... Now, listen, uh, he, was, he, he got, got again into a shtick, right? Uh, he was best known for his girl-watching novelty songs of the 60s, including Girl on the Billboard, uh-huh. which I'm going to play here in a minute, uh, The Bells of the Southern Bell. But he's also known for his, uh, he had a big hit, serious hit from 1968, Looking at the World Through a Windshield. Oh, yeah. We know that song. We know that song. Let's do that with Total Strangers. Yes, we did. Wow. Yes, we did. And I'm doing that now in Jim's band, our, our friend, oh, yeah. Jim Winter's band. Uh, but anyway, he became one of the most successful male country singers of the 60s. So he had a, he had a silly side and a, and a real good side. Yeah. So I'm going to come back. I'm going to follow up this this cut with okay. something later. But first of all, let's just get back. Uh, listen to Del Reeves doing his version uh, from uh, 1965, Girl on the Billboard. Who is a girl wearing the 
nothing but a smile and a towel In the picture on the billboard in the field near the big old highway Rolling down the highway in my Jimmy Holland parade From Chicago to St. Louis, Lord, I see her every day A double-clutching weasel like me can hardly ever get a girl to look at him that way Like the girl wearing nothing but a smile and a towel In the picture on the billboard in the field near the big old highway Well, what a girl wearing nothing but a smile and a towel In the picture on the billboard in the field near the big old highway I bet it wouldn't take her very long to get gone If some woman pull a dirty trick and take her towel away I slow my Jimmy down to 20, that's how many wrecks I see there every day. Caused by the girl wearing nothing but a smile and a towel in the picture on the billboard in the field near the big old highway. A doodle doo doo doo. A doodle doo doo doo. Oh, I love the girl wearing nothing but a smile and a towel In the picture on the billboard in the field near the big old highway I guess I'm getting bolder cause I'd rather kiss and hold her Than just keep a looking at her every day At 4.45, coffee drinking, eating time, Jimmy shimmed While I woke up, the artist that painted the display Of the girl wearing nothing but a smile and a towel In the picture on the billboard in the field near the big old highway Doggone that girl wearing nothing but a smile and a towel In the picture on the billboard in the field near the big old highway The sleepy-headed painter said the girl wasn't real And I'd better get the on my way on Route 66 from the Billboard to Chicago You will find tiny pieces of my heart Scattered ever which away Shattered by the girl wearing nothing but a smile and a towel In the picture on the billboard in the field near the big old highway A doodle doo doo A doodle doo doo A doodle doo doo There's a funny thing he became known as uh, the doodly doo doo kid because <laughs> he made that sound effect on all of his songs. Oh, yeah. Doodle doodle doo doo. So, oh, there you go. All right, Roger, it's back to you. Okay. Well, I, I told you that uh, I had a follow up myself yes, yes. to um, uh, the song that I played by um, uh, Jerma Kokonan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once again, while I was. Stumbling around looking for stuff, I've, I ran across this album, and it's called the Legendary Typewriter Tape uh, from Jorma's House. And it was recorded on uh, June twenty fifth of nineteen sixty four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, this was um, at Jorma's home, and um, well, let's back up a little bit. In fall of nineteen sixty two, Jorma. Uh, was in San Jose at the Folk Theater in San Jose, uh-huh. and he met um, a young female singer from uh, Texas. Okay, named Janice Joplin. Oh, really? Yes. Whoa. And so um, they really didn't have anything to do with each other for a couple of years, but uh, they were doing a, um, a, a a benefit concert in uh, Jorma's hometown. Uh, it was at the Grant Street's Coffee Gallery in San Francisco. And so uh, they were rehearsing for it at his home, and he recorded this on a reel-to-reel tape recorder. No kidding. 
And uh, it was in the same room where his wife, Margarita, uh, types. And the typing wasn't intended to be an effect, (laughs) but it's in the background. Oh, cool. And uh, it's just him on guitar and her singing. No kidding. And it says, uh, hearing Janice's voice speak is pleasant and she's loose because she's doing what she loves to do and not hampered by any anxiety or fame. Hmm. Uh, It's a home reel-to-reel. They don't know what it was. They said Wallensack was a popular brand at the Mm -hmm. time. But the quality is really good, and they so they suspect that he plugged in a pretty good microphone mm-hmm, into mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's it's uh, not it's not very many songs, six or seven songs. But I picked um, uh, this one. It, it I don't know. She sounds good. They they just sound great. I don't like. So it's from the legendary typewriter tape, Janis Joplin and Jorma Conan doing "Long Black Train." It comes out of Yeah. 
That's, that's pretty outrageous. That's pretty outrageous, man. What a find. That's cool. Yeah, it, it was a neat deal. Uh, you know, she was 21 years old at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and the picture uh, on the album, man, she's just a kid. Yeah. I'm going to post that on our, on our oh, website. Oh, sure, absolutely. It's, it's worth taking a look at. Absolutely. Okay, Leo, back to you. All right. So a little while ago, I said I was going to do a follow-up to my Del Reeves. We are follow-up kind of guys. We are today, time, man. We, yes, we, we are. both are kind of just re- re- tracing ourselves back. <laughs> so here's uh, – uh, back in the day, uh, especially in the pop area, area from uh, in the 60s and 70s, whatever, it was not uncommon for there to be an answer song. Oh, sure, song. yeah. Right, there was a lot of that. Oh, you bet, yeah. Okay, well, in this case, there's a gal named uh, Joyce Marie Paul – she was born in 1937, and she passed away in 2016. But uh, she had listened to that song that he did called Girl on the Billboard, right? Okay. do 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 Right. Okay. So she was best known for um, that 1969 hit on the Billboard Hot Country Songs uh, charts. as a song called Phone Call to Mama, which I listened to it. It's okay, you know. But what's really cool is that she did this answer song to okay. Girl on the Billboard. Okay. All right. So uh, this now listen, we like I said, we featured the Billy Goats doing the original song uh, back on episode three, right? Right. So let's just give it a listen. This is the answer song to, and it's called. Uh, by the way, I'm the girl on the billboard. Then you're on the girl wearing nothing but a smile and a towel in the picture on the billboard in the 
She's the doo-doo-doo girl. Oh, nice. Yeah, hey. hey, look what time it is, Roger. Uh, yeah. Um, well, this is the uh, p- a part of the uh, trip where we usually go take an apologetic but beer we, to our neighbors. Yeah, but, there's, but we don't have any, and I, I don't think chickens drink beer, or you shouldn't give it to them. Well, but you never so, know what a chicken's going to do when it's been drinking yeah, so, so much beer. You know, so maybe we ought to just have one. Maybe so. You got anything in mind? I mean, you Actually, gotta, I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did, did you know there was actually a beer named after me? No. Yeah, that's true. Really? Yeah, man. Uh, okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, here's a commercial about a beer that's named after Leo. All right. Okay. Oh, Leo, Leo. He got out of the way. Talk about yard bird. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the part of the show uh, where we used to be kind of nice about it, but now we just oh, we, beg. we just beg. Yeah, we go right you know, straight on our knees, we'll baby. Beg people to go to our websites. Please. You know, we put stuff up there. Matter of fact, I I just put a picture of Janice Joplin up yes, there. Yes, you did. Because you got to go see. Uh, absolutely. Oh, I guess you should tell them where it is. It, well, it, it's it, on it, our it, website. Yeah, the website yeah. for this show is... The Derriers.com. And remember, we implore you. The the is the most important part. It's the of most it. important part. Yeah. Don't forget that part. If you forget it, you'll never forget it again. Ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You have not forgotten it I, many several times. times. Yeah, yeah actually, boy. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the uh, one for the band is. Well, that's 3trailswest.com with the number three there on the front. Mm hmm. And uh, that's where you go to find, you know, our, our tour dates, yeah, as if we had one. Yeah. <laughs> and we got T-shirts and CDs and stuff for sale, yeah. a bit of stickers. So, yeah, go right. check that out. You know, um, if you go to either of our websites, you're going to find a lot of content. content yes, And absolutely. we're pretty sure if you look at it, you will be contented. contented. But, boy, there's a bunch. There is. You, you could become confused, confused, in which case you should just... Contact, contact us. us. Yeah, and we'll get you straightened out on that. Yeah, there's contact us tabs on both websites, or you can get right to us with our email addresses. What's uh, yours, Roger? Uh, mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, at thederrieres.com. I got right. crossways on that the last time I tried Boy, to Boy, you that. did, yeah. I did, but... You got tied tongue tang tuggled Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the other thing you could do is if you go to com and click on the Americana Roadshow tab, you can listen to or download any of our past o- uh, episodes and That's listen correct. to them at your leisure. Preferably while wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit yeah. yeah, We want that it, oh, photo. Somebody's going to send us a picture. Okay, we'll get it. Uh, you know, as uh, it, it, now the other thing you can do, this is pretty cool. Uh, you can also hear any of our past episodes on... 
Spotify. Spotify. I know how much you like Spotify. I like Spotify. You just I like to Spotify. say it. I like Spotify. Uh, but there's yeah. other platforms too. It's on Stitcher and, and Spotify is. It's also yeah. It's also on TuneIn. But I'm really big on Spotify. Uh, or they might want to listen on Amazon Music. Well, they could, but there's always Spotify. Yeah. Or they could even listen on iHeartRadio. <laughs> As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without, without the derriers. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, Mike. All right, Roger. Okay, Leo, uh, this is going to take me a minute, but um, uh, our good buddy Jason uh, turned me on to this guy. And uh, man, it is a great story. His name is Gerald Edward Colbrock. Does that ring a bell for you? Mm, Gerald what? Gerald, Gerald Edward Colbrock. No. What about Jerry Cole? No. Okay. I hadn't either. <laughs> I just sorry. But no, don't get it. This is he was uh, uh recorded on his own name own name, well, Jerry Cole. Uh but he was uh, a lot of times an uncredited ses- session musician. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, he raised in Chicago, and he first entered the pop music scene as one of the champs, along with Glenn Campbell. Okay, sure. Okay? Yep. And Campbell and Cole formed the, the the GCs after they left the champs, and they released one single called Buzz Saw Twist. <laughs> but uh, Cole uh, learned how to make money. Uh, he increased his income and in recordings by playing for various budget albums with a variety of credits, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, he had this deal with Crown Records, and Crown would request five surf albums, five country and western albums, and five easy listening albums. Just like that. Order them out of the catalog. They, 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 from him. Wow. So wow. he would write, for each of those albums, he'd write nine different songs for each album to back one cover version of a hit at the time, Organize a band, arrange and record the music for master tapes that will be delivered to Crown in about three weeks' time. Good God. <laughs> Holy cow. Doing an album or two a day. Wow. I mean, he was just churning it out. That's prolific, isn't that, man. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's pretty wild. So Bobby Darren heard him play as a session musician, and he recommended him to Cap- Capitol Records where uh, he led an instrumental surf guitar group called Jerry Cole and His Spacemen. Okay, all right. <laughs> he tried, uh, Capitol tried him as a vocalist, but they said, yeah, not so much, you know, because <laughs> he wrote the original version of Midnight Mary. Oh, Meet Me at Midnight Mary? Mm-hmm. Midnight one? Oh, that's yeah, cool well, he was song. the vocalist, oh, okay. uh, but then Jerry, Joey Powers had the hit. Okay. So uh, throughout the 60s, he was a highly sought after session player, and man, he worked with the Birds. A Mr. Tambourine Man, Nancy Sinatra, these boots are made for walking, the Beach Boys on Pet Sounds, yeah, Paul Revere and the Raiders, Kicks, and he recorded as one of the Wrecking Crew. Oh, cool. We've talked about them a the lot, wrecking right? Crew, yeah, that's and true. a writer, arranger, and conductor for numerous pop groups and performers, uh, and many American television shows at the time, led pit bands. For the teenage music shows Hula Baloo and Shindig, this guy—I mean, why didn't we know of this I guy? Know, right, oh, man. And he was the first call guitarist on TV show bands for Andy Williams, Sonny and Cher, The Smothers Brothers, Laugh In, and Dick Van Dyke. No kidding, right? So, wow. uh, so a little another sidecar here. Um, in in uh, uh, sixty-five to sixty-six, he pulled together some LA session colleagues and cut his own psychedelic album called The Inner Sounds of the Id by the Id. <laughs> so 
they they had this collection of tra- massive collection of tracks. They pared it down to ten, and they were released by RCA in January of 1967. And uh, it is some crazy stuff. We're going to play some of that. <laughs> Now, but I want to go just a little bit farther here. Uh, he teamed up with Roger McGuinn again in 1972 right. for his d- debut solo record. Mm-hmm. He did session work with Roger Miller. And um, here's the names of all the peop- a lot of the people he worked with. Jerry Lee Lewis, Roy Orbison, Aretha Franklin, The Righteous Brothers, Little Richard, Dean Martin, Merle Haggard, Ray Charles, Tony Orlando and Don, Lou Rawls, Johnny Rivers, Greg Allman, Lee Hazelwood, Blood Set and Tears, Kenny Rogers, Neil Diamond, Steve Lee Dan, and Isaac Hayes. Oh, man. Did he miss anybody? I don't think so. I don't so. think so, no. Okay, so we're going to do just a little thing here. I want. We're going to listen to um, one of his psychedelic songs. Okay. Okay, it's yeah. called Don't Think Twice, and it's not the song you're thinking of. All right. But before that, we're going to listen to a portion of one of his surf albums, just so you can hear it, okay? Okay, sure, yeah. And so this uh, the, the, this is uh, the first song we'll just hear a bit of. It's from uh, Go Go Guitars from 1967, Jerry Cole doing Hip Hugger. So that's what he's doing to put yeah, bread yeah. and butter on the table, Man, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, good stuff, though. I mean, he's a heck of a player. But we're going to get into the psychedelic album. Okay, got Okay, you. so this is... Uh, now, if you have headphones, grab them real quick, because, man, it's all vocal on one side, all instrumental oh, on the other okay. side. Let's call that split mono, by the way. There you go. Okay. Uh, the Inner Sounds of the Id from 1967, Jerry Cole doing Don't Think Twice. <laughs> Oh, 
man. I didn't say it was that good. No, no. It's just uh, no, but I, <clears throat> I get it. I snapshot see, in time. I, I get why you wanted to put it in the show. Yes. Right? Yes. I Thank mean, you, Jason, for yeah, that. Jason. Yeah, okay. Well, what do you, you want to follow that up with, Leo? You think that's weird. I got something really weird. I can't wait. Okay, it's a band called Lothar and the Hand People. <laughs> I can't wait. No, that was... The, the, this is these guys were late sixties kind of American psychedelic rock band, right? Kind of a, with garage band sort of vibe to it, right? Okay. And they were known for their space, spacey music. But here's what's really interesting: they were pioneers in the use of the theremin, oh, and the Moog modular synthesizer in their music. Wow. Now keep in mind it was brand new at the time, right? Yeah. They didn't have a lot, but they were the first uh, rockers to tour and record using the synthesizers. But what's funny about the name of it is that they nicknamed the theremin Lothar, right? Okay. And the hand people were the be were the musicians in the band. Perfect. So they had this you know, this thing. Anyway. <laughs> so they, they, they were formed in Denver, Colorado in nineteen sixty five and they relocated to New York in nineteen sixty six. But listen, the band jammed with Jimi Hendrix and played gigs with groups with the Birds and Canned Heat and the Chambers Brothers and Grateful Dead and the Love and Spoonful. Wow. And then they just kind of went none. But listen, they, they were described as uh, mad dwarves. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. He said, there's no tension, no jarring forces at war. It may be strange that New York, the city which defies speed and insanity, could produce this music. But it's as if Lothar and the Hand people have gone through this madness and come out on the other side. Smiling. Great story. Yeah, it's pretty good. The name of the song is L O V E from 1967. It's happening all the same I am real And I am real And I can help you see I can take you Better places Come along with me You can give it You can live it You can share it Let me take you, let me make you happy to be 
right, fine. Well, we kind of ended up in a place, didn't we, so, Leo? Ardmore is kind of a music critic all of a sudden. Yeah, right. You didn't like that one, did you, Ardmore? I think we need to... We need to get out of here, man. We need to get out of yeah, here. It's starting to affect us. It really is. Um, okay, so let's see. It's my turn to throw the dart. So yeah. uh, you go get the map. Okay, hang on okay. for a second. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Wait. Yep. Oh. Get it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I got it. Here Put it go. up on yeah. the wall there. On the wall. Uh, there you go. It. Smooth out. Okay, I'll get the dart. Dart in a spoon. Got it. We got a lot of spoons. Yes, we do. We okay, okay, you ready? Okay, I'm in the circle. Get the circle. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, we went up and Where? left uh, Utah. Utah. Yeah. Okay, you know give the, me the Give me the page with uh, the, oh, like the weird, weird town names yeah. in Utah. Right. Uh, I pick Virgin. Virgin. <laughs> Virgin, Utah. The likely a, a finding one in Utah may be higher than average. Well, that's, well we're going there. We're going there then. And uh, tomorrow can't be soon enough. No. <laughs> Really Here we can. go. All right. Well, uh, this has been the Americana Roadshow right here on Strucker's Radio USA. And remember to look out behind you. It's the Derriers. Derriers.